Hi everyone, this is Crusader Conversations, a student-driven podcast at St. Dominic High School, where we talk about our crazy student lives and everything surrounding them. Hi everyone, and welcome to Crusader Conversations. I'm McKinley Curran, and today we're going to be discussing the Pro-Life March of 2022. Today I have with me, I have Abby Obert, Ben Easterbrock, Macy Begley, and Mr. Duncan. So thank you guys for all coming out today. I'm really excited to get talking about the Pro-Life March. We just went on the Pro-Life March this past weekend, and I think that this has been my favorite march that I've been on. I would have to agree with that. I've been on three marches before, and this one was by far my favorite. This was my first Pro-Life March that I've been on, but I kind of regret, like, not doing it before my senior year so I could go again. This was my second march, but the other one I went on was all the way back in eighth grade, so about four years ago. Um, and this one was a completely different experience, and I definitely enjoyed it. I think this march was uh, so fantastic, probably because we didn't get to go last year. And so I think the just the excitement and the anticipation of being able to go this year was it caused everybody, I think, to just have a little bit better time. I completely agree. And also, like, I think helping out with this march being so, like, being one of my favorites is that it just felt so easy. Like, even, like, the bus ride down, usually, like, there's, like, a little bit of, like, anxiety around it. You you feel, like, almost, like, restless. You just want to be there. But, like, the bus ride down was easy. Yeah, I would agree with that, too. Uh, my This has been my sixth trip, and this was by far the easiest bus ride, both there and back. One thing that I think allowed that to happen was we really didn't hit any weather. No rain, no snow. I mean, we had a little bit of snow flurries on the way back, but it was just a really smooth ride. Yeah, I was going to say, too, I think what made a difference, too, is we had a really good group of people that went on it. Because, um, like, past years I've gone, there's a lot of people that it's just, like, a trip to Washington, D.C. for them. Like, it's not really about, the, like, the march or anything. But um, this year, like, we had a lot of people going, like, for the right reasons. And I think that just, like, made it, like, way better. And I felt also with, on Pro-Life, on the way down there, it was sort of quiet. Like, we were separating groups, like, talking to one another. But, like, on the way home, I felt like it was, like, majority of us all talking to each other instead of it just being, like, a group of four people. It was, like, a group of eight to ten. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I would agree with that. I think that this year, I, you know, being someone that's been on multiple marches, I think this year I really saw people come together on the march, maybe maybe the more than I ever have before. Uh, they It was just, again, I don't know if it's because we didn't get to go last year just the type of people we had, what it was, but people really came together. Yeah, I think part of that was also, um, there's a lot of like controversy, not controversy necessarily, but a lot of people had like different youth groups and such that were gonna, that were planning um, to go to the pro-life march. They had to cancel because of COVID, um, but we got to stick with it. And um, I think that just also made us more excited that we were lucky enough to be there. And yeah, everybody definitely grew closer as the, as the weekend went on. I think that we were one of the biggest groups at, like, programming, weren't we? Yeah, I would agree. I mean, a lot of the other groups were pretty small, and I think, I mean, that's just simply because of COVID, and, like, numbers just dwindled from this year compared to other years, but there was definitely an energy difference between our group and a lot of other groups at programming. I think just, one, because we were all so excited to go this year, a lot of us were seniors going for, like, our, like, quote-unquote, last time, the last time of school. I don't know. It just there was definitely an energy difference between us and the other schools. It also helped sitting right in front, at like our first time there. So it kind of like 
Well, most of us paid attention, like, very well, and it felt like we were just, like, in it since we were, like, right there. Yeah, they, with them having assigned seating this year, that was something they added because of COVID. Uh, and those that have been to the march before know that we used to jam-pack in that little uh, lobby area yep. and get smashed up against the door. And it was a first-come, first-serve, and you're scrambling for seats. But with the assigned seating, that didn't happen. And as Macy said, that first night, we were front and center, baby. We were right there. Yep. I think, too, like, it honestly didn't even matter for us, like, where we were sitting because you could literally hear us from anywhere because we were still <laughs> screaming from the very back quarter. Oh, yeah. So, like, we just, like, brought that energy, like, every single time. And, like, I think that honestly, like, helped us, like, have a good time, too, just because, like, everyone was in such good spirits, like, at programming. Not to, like, pat ourselves in the back or anything, but, like, we really did leave, like, almost, like, by example. Like, even, like, starting, like, with, like, singing the first night and stuff, like, following, like, like Carrie and the band was the band at the pro-life programming and everything. Um, we just kind of started off, like, not holding back, and I think that really set the tone for a lot of the things during the march and programming, especially. Yeah, I think we were pretty hyped from, from the get-go. We <laughs> We, we wanted uh, Carrie, I think, to even get more hype, right? Oh, yeah. We wanted yeah. her to pump it up, and I think we're, we wanted to jump around a little bit, get into it. Yeah. Carrie pumped it up a little bit towards the end, but not as much as we wanted. <laughs> yeah. I felt like at the beginning, a lot of the, the songs that we were singing for Praise and Worship, we weren't all too familiar with, yeah. so it did feel like we had to hold back a little bit just because we weren't necessarily comfortable with it. Mm -hmm. But I think once we moved on, we learned the songs a little bit, it definitely built up towards the end. That's definitely a huge factor, I feel like, with things like that. Like, I think that her goal was to like almost like introduce us to new songs and stuff to, like I don't know, to make the march like special. Which was great because we, once we did learn the songs, then it was like more like prayerful. But like I feel like the first night we were almost trying to like just like listen and like learn what the heck we were singing, so like we were like kind of like distracted from it. But once like she would tap into songs that we already knew, it was like this big, this big like song that we were all like come together and we all just sang like, like as one. Yeah, my favorite thing to do like during praise and worship sometimes like when there's big groups of people, I like to just like close my eyes and just like stop singing and just like hear everyone else sing and like I love when like the person singing will just like stop singing for a second you can just like hear everyone like singing like that's like one of my favorite things mm -hmm. and so I tried to do that a lot like during the praise and worship songs just because like it helps me just like realize that I'm just like not the only one like doing it alone. Yeah I agree um and I mentioned earlier that um this time the trip for me was a lot different because when I went in eighth grade um, that was with my eighth grade class, obviously, and we just kind of did our own thing. But this year, um, being with the Archdiocese, there's a whole much of a bigger community. Um, I think it made the whole trip a lot more impactful because um, just seeing how many people were there for the same cause as me um, definitely made me realize that, you know, not, not feel so alone in this fight for pro-life. And, um, yeah, that was just definitely really powerful. Mm -hmm. Gen Life St. Louis does a fantastic job putting this together, and their programming, you know, is is always good. And certainly, the speaker that they lined up for that first night was unbelievable. Mm -hmm. Her name was Immaculate. She was a Rwandan genocide survivor. And if you're not familiar with the Rwandan genocide, it was a genocide that happened what in the mid -90s. mid nineties and it killed over a million people. So she was a survivor that came and talked, and I think. What I really took away from her talk was that she gave a different perspective of pro-life. When you think of pro-life, it's usually unborn babies, but 
she gave me the perspective, oh, pro-life can be and mean so much more than just dealing with abortion. It can be uh, death row. It can be just like respect for life in general, the um, mass murder genocide that we have in our world today. And it's, she brought a new meaning to the word pro-life for me. I would have to agree with that too. And I was thinking a lot about that today. Um, I had social justice and we were kind of talking about like the death penalty and everything. And a lot of people were saying like, oh, well, like, if you're pro-life, you have to be like pro-life. Like it's not just abortion, like it's everything. And I agree with what McKinley said, like she really brought that into like my view and like now I just like have a different look on like what pro-life is. Like it's not just abortion, like it's a lot more than that. Yeah, I thought Macaulay's talk was fantastic. Um, and like we said earlier, we had the front row seats. I was in the very front row, right in the middle column. So I had the best seat in the house. <laughs> right? I'm just face to face, it felt like. Um, but yeah, everything she talked about from um, different pro-life topics to just building like faith with God in her situation, um, I thought it was just a really great talk to listen to. Yeah, I thought how she talked and she kept everyone engaged. Like her talk was like long, but I felt like for me, I wasn't like wandering off and like thinking about something else. Like she did so good at keeping us like following it. And I liked how she like still showed that she's still struggling with it today. And like when she like loses faith in God, like she still finds a way to get it back and like getting like good friendship with God again. So I feel like that related to like, my life and how sometimes like we shy away, but it's it's always easy to get back into a relationship with him. I thought one of the most impactful things that she talked about, especially talking to teenagers uh, mostly in the room, I thought that she talked about how she really, she knew all about God and who God was, but until she had that experience, she didn't, she wasn't, didn't have a relationship with God with Jesus. She, and she talked about that and she said it was like a conversion for her. And um, I thought that was important because so many grow up just knowing about God and doing what their parents say and so on. And this showed how you could really have a relationship with God, especially through prayer. And uh, she was amazing with that. Yeah, I was going to say too, like <clears throat> her talking about like her struggles, like just in her life, like, kind of helped me a lot just because, like, it's not always been easy for me to just, like, have that amazing relationship with God, and she kind of helped, like, faith become a reality. Like, you're not always going to be, like, in an amazing relationship with God and always have an amazing, like, prayer life, and I've been kind of, like, struggling with that recently, but then, like, after this pro-life march, like, I, like, my faith has been, like, so much better, like, ever since I got home, like, I can really realize, like, a big difference. I also think, I mean, at least my biggest takeaway from her talk was her talking about the power of forgiveness. I mean, what an example for her to lead by, to look somebody in the face that killed her family and say, I forgive you because Jesus could forgive the people that killed him. I mean, holy crap. Like, that was, like, my biggest takeaway. I mean, like, what a piece of humble pie to look at myself and be like, what the heck? What am I doing? If she can forgive those who killed her family, what am I doing? I need to be able to forgive everyone. I mean, I can't seriously. I forgive that person who took the, my french fry, you know? <laughs> yeah, seriously. Like, it, just, it puts everything in such perspective. I mean, like, it, we live in this such, like, a bubble here. And then, like, looking at, like, what she's been through and how she really just, like, looked at the example that Christ gave her and she took it and 
lived it out tenfold. I mean, holy crap. I was just sitting there in awe when she was talking about it. And she kind of kept repeating, like, the same words in different ways. But I think it she did so in a different way so that, uh, like, things that she was, st- like, saying was really sticking with me. Like, she said, one day she woke up and she said, I'm up, I'm alive. What can I do good today and who can I love today? And I literally was just sitting there, like, oh, my gosh, like, this woman, just keep talking. Don't ever stop because you're, like, oh, it's incredible. Yeah, she kind of helped me realize, too, that, like, I think, like, me, like, for example, I came back and I had so much homework and I thought that was, like, the biggest struggle in the entire world. But, like, this woman, like, sat in a three, did she say three by four coat, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Three by four bathroom with seven other people and they probably had to sit in their own, like, bathroom stuff and, <laughs> I mean, they, yep. they had barely <laughs> any months. food and they all had to sit in there. It was probably hot. I mean, like. For months. Yeah, 91 for days. 91 days. And I think that my struggles are hard. Like, it just helps take into perspective, like, not all of my struggles are, like, the end of the world because right. there are people that have gone through, like, way worse. No, you definitely look at your own problems after hearing that and you're like, yeah, I don't have it too bad. Yeah. <laughs> Two things in math homework, not too bad. <laughs> right. Well, what about the, you know, after, after that, we... We, well, we had March Day, but first we had Mass. We had to bring a Mass because our very own Ben had a reading that was oh, like, was I don't know. Yeah, bad. I think it went on for five minutes. So. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Yeah, so, um, yeah, I got the honor to read at the, the Friday morning Mass before the March. And um, to be completely honest, going into it, I would kind of forgot that I was doing that reading. Um, so I walked up before Mass to, to review it. And this was the first time I had looked at the reading, and my jaw just kind of dropped because it was two full pages long. And I was yeah. just like, oh, my goodness, this is going to take forever. Um, but, no, I, I looked over it, and then when the time came, I went up there and uh, stayed pretty calm. And, uh, it was flawless. No, Knocked it out of the park. Yeah. Yeah. It was, like, amazing. Like, it was, like, fluent, no stutter. And I was like, The archbishop how? credited you, Ben. Yeah, like, the archbishop said you did good. Like, I was when like, I, how is he doing this? What I thought was funny is after Ben reviewed it, he was sitting right in front of me, McKinley, and he turns around and goes, you guys are going to listen to me talk a lot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's funny. It was a good kickoff for the march, too. I'm yeah. glad that we started the day with mass, because going into the march, you kind of feel a little anxiety about everything at the march. But um, it really just gave me a sense of peace before we left. Mm-hmm. And then, like, before the march, we kind of had to wait for a little bit, a little bit longer than we anticipated on. Um, but once the march got going, I, I really love this year's march. Yeah. To me, I don't know why the march felt, like, really, really short compared to other years, mm-hmm. but, like, it felt very, like, I don't know the word I'm looking for, but it felt, it just, like, hit me different than any other year. Like, I don't know what it was about this March, but for some reason, it just, like, was way more impactful, and there was a lot of people supporting the same cause and not as many people going against us, mm-hmm. I guess, because I think I only saw, like, maybe, like, one anti-protester like against us yeah that was amazing to me i i brought that up to my wife when i got home i said there was no like anti-protesters mm-hmm. uh that, that i saw usually when we when we go down in front of the capitol yeah, building the there are there are tons usually that are like yelling at you i didn't see any this year yeah i yeah. saw like one and then i told my dad that too like he was like asking about it and i was like i literally saw like maybe one 
or two people and that was it like the whole time which I thought was like really amazing because like I don't know I, I feel like that just shows that like we are making somewhat of an impact hopefully there's also a lot of young people like I love when I see like kids come like not like eighth graders like they're still kids I guess but like younger than that even I was like oh my gosh like I didn't know that like kids actually came and like I saw like a ton this year yeah, I, uh, something that really amazing that I heard was I was walking, and it was this husband and wife, they were walking by us, and the husband, like, looked at his wife and was like, thank you so much for bringing me here today. He was like, this was really amazing, and I'm so thankful that you, like, brought me here today, and I thought that was just, like, amazing that he would, like, said that to his wife, and, like, that there are probably, like, so many people like that, like, weren't going to go there, and then someone brought them there, and then they just, like, had a change of heart, or different view on pro-life um since this was my first march i kind of had like ideas of what it would look like before i got there and i was completely wrong i didn't think well i knew a lot of people go but like looking like when we were going up that hill like looking down the hill and seeing all these people like marching with you and it's just like such like an overwhelming feeling of like love and like everyone's there like to support one another and I thought it was cool that, I mean, like everyone said, like there was, I didn't see one anti-protester that whenever we were walking. So, so I thought that was cool. And just seeing like what McKinley said, all the young people out there was, it was cool. I, uh, I listened to a podcast recently that ties in with something that you guys were talking about that, um, about families and, and young people. And they were talking to, uh, this woman, her name's Lila Rose, and her grandmother took her on the march when she was nine years old. And she started, she, she, since she's in her mid-twenties, and she started, it's called Live Action, and it's, it's a pro, major pro-life organization. And so I thought of that when you guys brought that up, that it doesn't matter, you know, you, you can be a child and be seriously impacted by this so much so they can affect you later on in life. Mm-hmm. I also think that coming back from the march, like, after we were finished uh, actually marching for life. Um, I really liked Dr. Pat Castle's talk when we came back for programming on the Friday night. Um, I know, like, T.J. Kwapazeski, who is a junior uh, that went with St. Dominic, he was, like, so impacted by it. And I feel like a lot of other people were impacted by it, too. I feel like his talk... Like, having it right after the march, he brought the energy with it. Mm -hmm. And so it made us, like, even more excited about, like, what we just did because he had such high energy. And he was kind of, like, trying to relate back to our lives and ask us questions and letting us get involved. So I thought that was really cool that he did that. Yeah, I think what stood out to me the most from his talk was, um, well, he gave a lot of, like, facts and data, um, being a doctor, obviously. Um, And he said that, like, the year I was born, one out of six kids were aborted. And that just blew my mind. Like, that's so many because so many kids are born each year. Um, And that kind of made me, like, think about how lucky I am that I wasn't one of those and that there's a – that God has a reason that um, I'm here and I wasn't one that was aborted. And then after the talk when we had a time of adoration, um, I got to reflect on that and pray with uh, praise and worship, and that was definitely a powerful moment for me. Yeah, I I also liked – I mean, the energy level he brought, but also that scientific mm-hmm. element because it, he talked about how scientifically 
at conception, that's a life. And we we can all talk about it, you know, if we have that faith that that's a life, but here is a doctor who is telling you medically, it is a life. So no matter what they try to tell you, it is. Yeah, and going off of what Ben said, how like one out of six kids were aborted, um, I've like known, like one of my family friends, like um, their son was adopted, they adopted him, and his mother originally was going to have an abortion and she decided against it which like helps me just realize like it's real and like you can like change people's hearts and like that like our impact like or like what we're doing like has like we think it's like nothing but it has such a strong impact on other people and like how they view like pro-life well going off of that too his talk really got me thinking about like my own mom my mom's adopted and her birth mother had her when she was 15. So, like, I just got, like, thinking, I'm like, if a 15-year-old can say yes to life and say yes to, oh, my gosh, like, this is really, like, a kid, like, this is a child, then, like, that's, like, what this march is really about. And it just really got me thinking about that. And even, like, leading into adoration, looking at everybody from Gen Life in the programming room and just praying and thinking about everything that we had done for that, like, that day, I mean, I was, like, overwhelmed. I was standing up with Macy and some of the boys in our group, and I'm just, like, this, like, it was really powerful. Mm-hmm. Like, that Friday agree. was yeah, powerful. I, I would agree with that, too. And I I don't know if in past years they've walked around with the monstrance. Um, I don't really remember that. But this year, like, that was just, like, amazing to me. And, like, with Jesus just, like, right there in front of me, I was just, like, wow. Like, I don't know. I was just, like, felt so, like, overwhelmed but overwhelmed with like happiness and like joy not like I wasn't scared I felt very strong in my faith and that kind of was like a night that like just like transformed like okay like you need to like get going like this is your choice to like like it's your choice like not God's like he's just waiting there for you and I also went to confession that night and um in my prayer during adoration, I was just kept saying, like, fill my heart, Jesus. And when I went into confession, um, the bishop, or I had confession with the bishop, mm-hmm. and he just told me, like, let Jesus just, like, lead your heart wherever it's supposed to go. And I just thought that was, like, amazing because I just kept telling Jesus to fill my heart. And then he told me that, and I was like, oh, my gosh. <laughs> like, Jesus is listening. <laughs> well, one thing I thought of when you, as you were just speaking is, is – the action behind this march. It's truly love in action. Mm-hmm. And I think i think so many of us felt that this year, maybe more than any other year, that it is love in action. Mm-hmm. Um, and then after programming that Friday night, the next, set, like the Saturday of like the whole trip that we go on, or the pilgrimage we, should get, we go on, I should say, um, is all for touring all of the day of and there's a bunch of groups from St. Dominic. We all split up with uh, our chaperones and stuff. And I know that we touched on, there's some people in our group that have never been, like Macy's never been. So we went to like the Washington Monument. We went to World War II and the um, Lincoln Memorial. And the Lincoln Memorial had this, um, what was it called? The, uh, you talking about the vaccine mandate? Uh-huh. And they, I've never. They had a rally on uh, Sunday. Yeah, and I've never seen anything else 
at the Lincoln Memorial besides Lincoln. <laughs> so I we showed up and I was like, oh, what's going on? Um, but there was this guy singing and doing music there on the day that we went, and there's a bunch of people there, and it was really fun. We went to Natural History, which is my favorite. I love that museum. And um, I know a bunch of other groups hit a bunch of stuff too. Like, what'd you guys hit? Um, so, well, in the morning, like, everyone went to Arlington Cemetery, mm -hmm. but our group, like, Father Patrick, like, stepped to the side so we could get everyone, and then all of a sudden, this sold the, one of, like, the officers or whatever, mm -hmm. he's actually a soldier, but he was not in uniform, <laughs> he was like, there's another ceremony coming, like, move, and so we, like, <laughs> moved out of the way, and then everyone was, like, gone, and Father Patrick was like, well, I guess we can just stay, so we stayed, and they, like, changed the wreath, um, twice and that was really cool because I'd never seen that before and, and I've gone there every year that I've been to DC and I'd never seen that before so it was really cool and then um you're we going down to the bathrooms and we discovered this like where the soldiers like go while they're like not on duty or whatever and while we were down there the officer or soldier that told us to move earlier was down there and he's like oh you guys found it like a lot of people pass this up and we were like yeah, and then we got scared because we thought, we thought he was going to yell at us. And then he, he was like, well, if you have any questions, like, feel free to ask. And we got to ask him all these questions about being, like, um, a soldier, like, at that tomb and everything. And it was, like, amazing just to hear, like, the stuff that they have to do and, like, every, like, the requirements and everything. And it was, like, just really cool to, like, hear from him. And then after that, we went to the Holocaust Museum, which was really touching and just kind of, like, wow, like, <laughs> holy smokes. And then, uh, yeah, we just, like, walked around the city and just explored, kind of. I think after touring day was over, like, after we were at the Natural History Museum, I mean, I was gassed. I was, I was, I was exhausted. And I think that everybody else felt the exact same way. And I think that it's perfect timing, almost, for Mass, which is kind of odd that I was like tired of mass but like it was just peaceful being mm -hmm. at the vigil I mean like uh it's such a pretty church too yeah. and so I was just like sitting there like looking at the ceiling you know because <laughs> it's so pretty and um got to have Carrie back again for music <laughs> and um the archbishop and the bishop and then uh father Patrick and all the priests are up there and stuff and I think it's just a good ending to the entire trip yeah that was an amazing mass for me like I just felt so like dialed in and like focused and like really heard like amazing messages of just like why we were doing what we were doing and like how it was like so impactful and I just like love that church too like all the little chapels in it like I just like love the chapels um but yeah it was just a really good mass for me uh, okay um so I know I said it, but it's like my first time going to this um church that we went to and McKinley has told me about it like how pretty it was but I was like okay it's for like every other like church I've been in like I wasn't expecting it to be as amazing as it was but I was like when we sat down I'm pretty sure for the first 15 minutes we were there I was literally staring at everything up on the ceiling just in wow because it was I don't know it was I've never seen anything like it before I think like I said I've been there six times and every time you find something new yeah, yeah I agree. This, that's this, so true this church is so amazing so I went downstairs to go to the restroom and I walked across and they have a what is called a crypt chapel and they were having mass in there. Oh, I saw and that. And it was like I was like, what is this? I've never <laughs> yeah, seen I've that never before. It was 
crazy. Yeah, I know. There's a couple people in my group, like uh, Henry James and Garrett Haverill and Patrick Classen, have never been on the trip before. And they all, like, I'm like, we were walking to the church, and they, like, there'd be other churches, and they're like, oh, is this it? And we were like, no. And they're like these tiny churches. And I was like, guys, like, just wait till you see it. Like, just, like, you'll know when you see it. And we got there, and they saw it, and they were all like, oh my gosh and they were yeah. like their jaws dropped and they were just like wow like this is like amazing and i was like yeah i know like it's so cool yeah that was the same for me because uh well i'm <clears throat> i'm a parishioner at saint theodore in Flint hill which is a really small parish and then i come into this huge chapel just, i mean this cathedral has chapels inside of yeah. it that yeah. are bigger than my whole church and it was just <laughs> blew me away just to be in there and that was just like an awesome way to to close out the trip, just in awe of um, this place that just glorifies God in such a way. And um, yeah, I really, really thought that was a great way to close it out. And then we got on the bus after mass and we sprinted made, to yeah. the bus. We, we were out of there, Carl. We genuflected. We walked out and we sprinted. <laughs> no, I we got on the bus. And all of a sudden, we just zoomed, and I was like, Carl is laying on the gas right now. That was the bus driver, Carl, and he just, like, was zooming, and I was like, oh, my gosh. I was like, he was serious. Like, we're getting out of here. We're all chanting his name, <laughs> yeah. and he's, like, swerving through the parking lot. Yeah, he told funny. Father Patrick, he was like, we're getting out of there. Yeah, yeah. That was uh, funny. Carl and I talked that morning uh, when we loaded the bus. And we made it clear at that time that we wanted to get the heck out of Dodge. And so we funny. did. We did. And then we stopped, got some food. I went to McDonald's. It was fine. Yeah. But, yeah, I don't know. And then we had another smooth ride home. I mean, and we got home earlier than I've ever been home. Um, all right, well, thank you guys so much for coming out today. This was a lot of fun. Um, I'm McKinley Kern, and this is Crusader Conversations.